Shalom to all. Today's office is Superstaff Nun Test. We are starting the eighth line, the third to last word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Maris Miriam Sarabas, Biakim Maisha, her Nishama Shad Avenalio, and Lili Nishmas, Rabiasif Yantav, Better Usher Anshul, his Nishama Shad Avenalio. Now we learned that the woman's Maisiadaim go to her husband. Maisiadaim refers to the minimum that she's meant to produce. We also learned that the Maiser, anything extra she produces, also goes to her husband. We also learned that her husband must feed her, that's called Mazinus, and he has to give her spending money, that's called Ma'a Kasef. Now Rav and Shmuel hold that Mazinus is for the Maisiadaim. And the Meiser is for the Ma'akasef, Meiser Tachas Ma'akasef. Whereas Ravanda Barav holds that the Mazinus is for Meiser and the Ma'akasef is for Ma'asiodayim. So now the Gemara asks, Meiser, we have a Brasa that says, Tikno Mazinus Tachas Ma'asiodayim. The Brasa clearly tells us that they were Matak and Mazinus for Ma'asiodayim. That seems like Rav and Shmuel, not like Ravanda Barav. So Gemara says it's not a Raya. Amo, we could really understand the Brasa as saying, Tachas Meiser Ma'asiodayim. It's in place of the Meiser of her Ma'asiodayim. The Gemara attempts another Raya, Toshma. A Brasa tells us, If he's not giving her Ma'akasef for her needs, He's not giving her spending money. She gets to keep her Maasiyadayim. So we see the Maasiyadayim is in place of Ma'a Kasef, not in place of Mazinus. So the Gemara says, no, that's not right because Amo could really understand the Brisa saying, Maaser Maasiyadayim, her Maaser Maasiyadayim belonged to her. The Gemara asks, how could we say that? On that Brisa, it says, Mahi Aisalai, what does she have to produce for him? What's the minimum she has to produce? Mishkal Chamesh Slime Shasi Behuda, the weight of five slime of woven thread in Yehuda. So we see that the Brisa is talking about the minimum, the Maasiyadayim, not the Maaser. So the Gemara says, no, Haki Kamer, this is what it's saying. How much is the minimum Maisiadaim that she has to produce? Delay da Maiser di da so that we can know how much the Maiser is. Mishko Chamesh Slime Shesib Yehuda Shane Esser Slime Begalil. The minimum she has to produce is five slime of Shesib in Yehuda, which is ten slime in Galil. But that doesn't mean that the Maisiadaim is in place of Mal Kesef. Now we go back to the Machlekes in the Mishnah, where the husband had tried to be Makdish, the Maiser of his wife's Maisiadaim. Rameir said he could be Makdish it, and Rabbi Yechon Sandler said that he can't. So Amr Shmuel Shmuel said, Halach Rabbi Yechon Sandler, the Halach is like Rabbi Yechon Sandler. Now in essence, what Shmuel is saying is that a person could be Makdish. Her Meiser Meiser Yadayim isn't here yet. She's working on producing the bare minimum. So the Meiser, the extra that she produces, isn't here. By saying that, in essence, Shmuel is saying that a person is not able to be Makdish Davar Shalai Bala He cannot be Makdish something now if it's not here yet. The Meiser Meiser Yadayim are not here yet. He can't be Makdish them. Now it's just important to note anytime we say Makdish Davar Shalai Bala it's referring to both being Makdish something or simply Asring something that isn't in existence yet. It doesn't have to be that we're talking about being Makdish something per se, that we're being Makdish it to the base on it could be that we're just talking about asering it. Now the Gemara asks, "Omiyam or Shmuel Hachi? Did Shmuel really say that? Did he really say that a person can't be makdish davar shloim ba'la'elam?" But tonight we have a Mishnah. Kainim shani aselaficha. If a woman says, "There's a kainam on that which I make to your mouth," kainim is lashon of neder. She's making a neder. She's asering that which she produces to her husband. The Tanakam says, "Ain't a tzarich He doesn't have to be made for that neder. She's not able to make a neder that's going to aser her ma'asiyadaim to him. Her ma'asiyadaim belong to him. Rabbi Kiva he says, "Yafir that the husband does have to be made for that. Why is that? Shematad of all of yaser Perhaps she's going to produce more than the minimum." amount, that amount belongs to her and it doesn't belong to him, and if he doesn't want that extra amount to be ushered to him, so he has to be made for that neder. Rabbi Yechem he says, Yafir, he should be made for it, but for a different reason than Rabbi Kiva. Why is that? Shemigar Sheno, perhaps he's going to divorce her, and then she's going to be ushered to remarry. If he divorces her, then her neder, that everything she produces is going to be chal on him, and now he's not going to be able to remarry her because everything that she has and produces is going to be ushered to him. And for Amr Shmuel, Shmuel said on this b'raisa, halach Rabbi Yechem Nuri, the halachas Rabbi Yechem Nuri. So we see that Shmuel holds like Rabbi Yechem Nuri, who's obviously talking about a case of a person being makdish or asering something which is shloi bala ilam. Her neder is only going to be chal after he divorces her, which means only the things that she produces after he divorces her are going to be asr. That's something that's a davar shloi bala ilam. And Shmuel says that he has to be made for that neder or else it's going to be chal. Clearly, adam makdish davar shloi bala ilam. So we tempt an answer by saying, Kiyomar Shmuel, when did Shmuel say, that's only talking about the extra, that which he produces more than the basic ma'asir daim. The Gemara asks if that's really so, why didn't he just say clearly, the 
halacha zok Rabbi Yechiel Nuri only regarding the hadafa, the extra she produces inami, or we could just say ain halacha katanakama. The halacha is not like tanakama inami, or we could say halacha like Rabbi Kiva. The halacha like Rabbi Kiva. And by the fact that we didn't say that, we remain with our question. On one hand, Shmuel paskin like Rabbi Yechiel Nasander that one cannot be makdish davar shloim by loylam. On the other hand, he paskin like Rabbi Yechiel Nuri that her neder is chal after they get divorced, implying that one could be makdish davar shloim by loylam. So Elam Rav Yosef he tells us an answer kainam is kaamrit. You're talking about a kainam that Bryce had started out saying that she made a neder with a lashon of kainam shani kainam as kainam are different. Since a person could answer his friend's paris on himself, so by that same token, a person could also be when he's using a lashon of kainam. Let's just try to understand this for a second. The word kainam implies carbon. So when a person answers something by using the word kainam, he's basically saying that this thing is usher like a carbon. However, a kainam type of nether, even though it's being compared to a carbon, is still a lighter type of an iser because a carbon is usher to everyone, whereas a kainam is a nether that can create an iser only for one person. So in essence, what Rabbi Yisuf just told us is that with kainamais, a person could be makdish davar shloim ba'la'ilam. Now, the specific wording Rabbi Yosef used was that with a kainam, one can easily more asser a davar shloim ba'la'ilam as opposed to hektish, he can't, because a person can asser his friend's item on himself using a kainam, but not hektish. Now, Amalai Abayah by asser Rabbi Yosef on his logic, we understand the person can asser his friend's pairs on himself, because he can asser his pairs on his friend. But does that mean that he asser davar shloim ba'la'ilam al-chaveri, that he can asser a davar shloim ba'la'ilam on his friend? A person can't answer his friend's stuff on a different friend. In other words, Abai is asking Rabbi Yosef, what relevance does his friend's fruits have to the discussion over here that we can learn that he can answer his fruits on his friend even though they're a davar shaloi ba'loilam? If you, Rabbi Yosef, are comparing a davar shaloi ba'loilam to answering his friend's item, compare it to Ruvain trying to answer Shimon's item onto Levi, which he obviously can't do. Therefore, we have to say that even with a kainam, one isn't able to be makdish davar shaloi ba'loilam. So Gemara says, you're right, Elam Rav Hunabred Rav Yeshua, he tells us, but Imeris this Bryce is talking about a particular situation where the wife said that my hands should be kadosh to the one that made them. The Adaim is Her hands are in this world. So it's not talking about a case of makdish davar shloi ba'ilam. Her hands are in this world, so she's able to makdish them. The Gemara asks, when she tries to makdish her hands, meaning memela, anything that she produces is also going to be hektish. Does that really work? She's ready mishubah to him. She has to give him whatever she produces, so she can't take away that shibud by being makdish her hands. So the Gemara says, no, we're talking about a situation where she says, when I get divorced, then anything I produce is going to be Kaddish, because my hands are Kaddish. Do we really have such a thing that right now is not able to be Kaddish, but later on could be Kaddish? If she can't be Maktish her hands right now, how could she say something right now that later on will affect that her hands will become Kaddish? So Amr he answers, why not? And I'll show you a similar scenario where this does make sense, says Rabbi If a person tells his friend, this field that I'm selling you right now, when I buy it back from you, tektash, it should automatically become kadash. Milai kacha, wouldn't it become kadash? Of course it would become kadash. So we see that a person is able to say something now that will affect it becoming kadash later on. Now, Maskele Ravirmi, Ravirmi asked on him, me dummy, is that really comparable? Hasam over there, Biyadilakadisha, he's able to be makdashit. When Ruvain's selling Shim in his field, since he hasn't sold it just yet, he's able to be makdashit right now if he wants. So therefore, he's also able to say, I'm not being makdashit now, but when I buy it back from you, then I want it to automatically become kadash. But Hach over here, when the woman is being Maktish her hands in Biadalagarshizatma, she's not able to divorce herself to say that when I get divorced, my hands should be Kaddish. She's not able to divorce herself, so she really doesn't have the ability to say something right now that's going to enable her hands to become Kaddish later if she gets divorced. And her viewer continues, it's only comparable to the following case. A person tells his friend, This field that I already sold to you, when I buy it back from you, it should be Kaddish. In that case, it's not Kaddish, because if Ruvain already sold his field to Shimon, he can't say,
say, Shimon, when I buy the field back from you, I want it to become Kaddish. He can't say that. He doesn't have the ability to mock the shit now. Same thing with the woman. She's not able to say, when you divorce me, my hands should be Kaddish because she's not able to affect that happening right now. But now Moskva, our papa, our papa jumps in and he asks, me dummy, is that really comparable? Awesome. Over there, when we're talking about the case of the field. Gufa uperis biyada delikeach. Both the actual property and the fruits being produced by the property are owned by the delikeach. They're already owned by Shimon. And that's why if Ruvain says, when I buy this field back from you, I want it to be Kaddish, he can't make it Kaddish because everything here, the land and the Paris, are already owned by Shemin. But Hach over here with the case of the lady, Gufa Biyadahu, her guf is in her own hands. She is the Bailam on her guf. Maybe her Maisia Daim go to her husband, but she's the Bailam on her guf. And Holly Damia Ella, it's only comparable to the following case. A fellow tells his friend, This field that I gave to you as a collateral for a loan, when I redeem it from you, Tikdash, it should become Kaddash. The Kaja, in that case, it is Kaddash. In such a situation, the field is kind of Ruvain's, but it's kind of not. It's his field, but it was given over as a mashka into Shimon. Just like it's the woman's body, but her Maisiodaim are given over to her husband. Now, Maskala Rav Shisha Braid Ravidi, Rav Shisha Braid Ravidi asks a question on this. Me dummy, is that really comparable? Hasam over there when we're talking about Reuven and Shimon, Biyadalifdaisa. Reuven is able to redeem the field from Shimon, but Hach over here in Biyadalgarshatzma, she's still not able to be Megarish herself. She might own her own body, but she's still not able to ensure that she's going to be divorced. Then now she'll have the ability to make her hands Kaddish. So we're back to square one. She's not able to say that my hands are Kaddish when I get divorced. She's not able to make herself get divorced. And continues of Shisha Braid Rav Idi, Halei Damya Ella, it's only comparable to the following case. Lorem Lechavera, a person tells his friend, This field that I gave to you as a mashkin for 10 years, when I redeem it from you, Tiktash, it should become Kaddish. The Kadsha, in that case, it is Kaddish. Now, Maskara Ravashi, Ravashi asks a question, is that comparable? Over there, when Ruvain said, after 10 years, when I redeem this field from you, I want it to become Kaddish, at least at the end of 10 years, he's able to redeem it. But Hach over here, ain't biyadal garshatz malo'ilam. She's never able to ensure that she's going to get divorced. It's very possible that her husband is never going to divorce her. So how is she able to make a nether now and say that when I get divorced, my hands are going to become kaddish? So Elam Ravashi tells us an answer. Kanamis ka'amit, you're talking about a kainam, shani kanamis, the kedushas haguf nenu. Kanamis are different. They have kedushas haguf. What does that mean that kainamis have kedushas haguf? So as we said, kainam is like a carbon. So another comparison is just like a carbon is inherently kaddish. It has kedushas haguf. For example, it can't be redeemed or sold. So too, something usher because of a kainam becomes inherently usher and the isser cannot be removed. So when a woman assers her hands by way of kainam, there's nothing the husband can do about it. And Uchid Rava, this is just like Rava, the Amar Rava, he says, Hektish chametz v'shechur mafkim v'day shibud. Hektish chametz and freeing a slave is going to take something out of its shibud status. Now what are all these three things? So Hektish means if Reuven owed Shimon money and designated an animal to be used as payment, but then he was maktish that animal as a carbon. So the Hektish removes the shibud and Shimon has no claim to that specific animal. What does chametz mean? If Reuven owed a guy money and designated some chametz of his to be used as payment, but then Pesach came around, Pesach asers his chametz and he would have to pay the guy back with something else. What's Shechur talking about? If Reuven owes Shimon money and designated a slave of his to be used as payment for the loan, but Reuven then freed the slave, so the slave is free to go and Shimon has no claim to him, Reuven has to pay him back with something else. But at any rate, we see from here that Hektish has the ability to completely remove any prior Shibudim. So too, when she makes her hands usher by way of Kainam, she removes the Shibud her husband has on her Maisiyadayim. The Gemara asks if that's really so hashta, so then her Maisiyadayim should be able to become Kaddish right now while she's still married. Why are we saying her Maisiyadayim are going to become Kaddish only after she gets divorced? If Hektish is Mafgimi De Shibud, that means right now, even when they're still married, her Maisiyadayim should be usher to her husband. The Gemara answers Almura Abanal Shibude Debal, their Abanan strengthen the Shibud that the husband has in his wife's Maisiyadayim, to the level, to the extent that she's not able to be Maktish her Maisiyadayim right now. However, Hektish itself is strong enough that when she says that she's being Maktish her hands right now, that's going to take effect after she gets divorced, if she gets divorced. And that's why Shmuel Paskins, like Rabbi Yechim, and the Bride, 
Lamaisa that the husband, when he hears of such a nether, has to be made for it because if not, he's not going to be able to remarry his wife if he divorces her. But in a standard case, Shmuel holds that a person cannot be makish davish la'ibayla ilam, and that's why he paskins like Rabbi Yechina Sandler in our Mishnah. And moving on to new Mishnah, the Mishnah tells us these are the following malachas, these are the following things that a woman has to do for her husband. Techenes, she has to grind the wheat, va'ifa, she has to bake bread for him, umechabeses, she has to do laundry, mevashelas, she cooks, umenikes, banan, she has to nurse her son, matzahs, loyamita, she has to set the beds, va'isa, betsemer, and she has to do work with wool. Now, this is a standard case where we have a regular husband and wife. However, hechnis, loyashivcha, achas, let's say when they got married, she brought in a shivcha to help them. So, loyatechenes, loyaifa, loyamechabeses, she doesn't have to grind, she doesn't have to bake, and she doesn't have to do laundry. Shtaim, if she brings in two maidservants, and mevashelas, veinmenikes, she doesn't have to cook and she doesn't have to nurse her child. The maidservant can nurse the child and cook. Shalosh, if she brings in three maidservants, she doesn't have to set the beds and she doesn't have to do work with wool. However, she would have to do small things for her husband if he says, can you go bring me that or bring me this? So then she would have to do that. Arba, however, if she brings in four maidservants to the marriage, she could just sit on her easy chair. She could chill, relax. She doesn't have to lift a finger. Narbalezer says, even if she brings in a hundred maidservants to the marriage, he could force her to work work with wool. Why? When a person is bottled, they're sitting and they're doing nothing, they're twiddling their thumbs, that brings to zima, that brings to inappropriate behavior. He tells us something similar. Even if a person was madr, his wife, you are not allowed to do work. He's a great husband. He says, dear, I want you to sit down. I want you to do no work. Just sit on the couch and twiddle your thumbs. In such a case, he has to divorce her and give her a ksuba. Why is that? Boredom brings to shiamom, which Rashi translates as shigaon. It makes a person crazy, so it's not good to be Board, a person should always be doing some sort of work, even if they have a hundred maid servants. Now the Gemara asks the question: Do you really think that she's grinding the flour on her own? She doesn't grind it; she brings it to the miller, and the miller grinds the flour. So the Gemara says, "You're right." El Emo, what we really mean to say in the Mishnah is matchenes that she has to prepare it for grinding. She prepares it; she brings it to the mill. The person grinds it for her. She collects the flour and brings it home. Vibai same alternatively, the other, We're talking about a hand mill. If she has a hand mill, so then she has to do it by hand. Now the Gemara tells us: Our is not like a woman is only for beauty. She shouldn't be doing anything. She should just be beautifying herself for her husband. And ain't isha el labanim. A woman is only for having children. And v'tanu rebchi he talks on another brayso. Ain't isha el tachshita isha. The wife is only for adornments of a woman. He's meant to buy his wife jewelry so she could dress herself up nice for him. V'tanu rebchi he also taught in a brayso. Haritzah sheadin is ishtoi. If a person wants to make his wife fine, yal bishen a clay pishton, he should dress her in linen garments. And haritzah sheyalbin is bitoi. If he wants to make his daughter a fair complexion, yechilen afreichim he should give her young birds to eat. Yashken a chalav and he should give her milk when she's around the age of puberty. Now we had also said the Mishnah Minik yes, but no, she has to nurse her child. The Gemara suggests Lehim Masis and Doleke Beishamai. Let's say our Mishnah is not like Beishamai. Titan you have a Brisa. Nudge Shloi Lahanik yes, but no. Let's say she made a nether. She's not nursing her child. Beishamai Oimrim Shemet is not mepiv. Beishamai says she has to take her breast out of his mouth, which means the nether is chal. Beishol Oimrim they say Kaifa Minikasi he could force her and she has to nurse him. So it seems to be from here right away we can see the Beishamai holds that she does not have to nurse him because if she makes a nether that she's not going to nurse him, then nether is chal. Obviously it's not a chiv on her. So our Mishnah is not like Beishamai. The Rasha just continues in Skarsh, if he divorced her, ain't a kaifas, then he's not allowed to force her to nurse the child. However, if the child recognizes the mother and he's not going to nurse from anyone else but the mother, so then the father would have to pay the mother, but then he could force her and she would have to nurse the child. Why? Because of danger. If not, the child's not going to nurse and he's going to die. But once again, we see that our mission is not like Beishamai. So Mar says, no, I feel tame Beishamai, we can even say our mission is Beishamai. Hachamayaskin, what are we talking about over here in our Braisa? She made the nether, but he was Makaimet for her. Because I have Beishamai, Beishamai holds, who knows in Etsubain? She now he's the one that put his finger in her mouth by making the nether. It's like she's biting down by him being Makayim the nether. It's like him putting his finger in her mouth when she's biting down. So it's his fault. So therefore she doesn't have to nurse the child. Rabbi Hill, Rabbi Hill holds he knows that Etzabin she now she's putting her own finger in her mouth 
by making the neder, and she can't make such a neder even though he was mekaimet for her. But in a standard case without a neder, Beishamai would agree that a woman is chayv to nurse her child. The Gemara asks if that's really the way to understand the brayas of aniflagub ksuba ba'alma. Why don't they just argue in a regular case of ksuba? We had numerous discussions previously talking about whether or not we're able to do away with one of the tanai ksuba. And we mentioned over there, let's say she wants to make a neder against the ksuba, is that okay or not? So why don't we just argue in a regular case of ksuba? Why are we picking out this particular case of her making a neder that she's not going to nurse him? And Vaid, furthermore, Tanya, the brayas says very clearly, Beishamai oimrim einamanika. Beishamai says she doesn't have to nurse him. So Gemara says you're right. El machvartem asisin like Beishamai. It's clear our Mishnah is not like Beishamai. We're gonna stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about her nursing her child. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.